Support for According to an Idiot is brought to you by Manscaped, the champions of below-the-waist grooming. For countless men, grooming can be a confusing and even painful chore. And if you're anything like me, you've had so many close calls shaving with bad razors that it's a miracle you aren't currently hitting the high notes in a ballless barbershop quartet. Ouch, my balls. Ouch, my balls. Don't let a misguided razor threaten your family bloodline. It's time to start grooming with confidence. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. They sent me my own mower to try, and I give you my undying guarantee that this is the cleanest and easiest shave my body has ever experienced. Join over 2 million people worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer for you, you get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code IDIOT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code IDIOT. IDIOT. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Thanks, Manscaped. Warning, the following podcast is a shit show, and the individuals you are about to meet are idiots. Their opinions, anecdotes, and advice contain zero nutritional value. This is the critical human condition and all of its strangeness. This is life, according to an idiot. Hi, I'm Jeremy. Hi, I am Mo. We're trapped inside this enigma of space and time, and our voices linger in the great unconsciousness. We're not physical beings, but we're more of an idea and existence that lingers in your own thoughts. We're kind of like gods. A little bit. A little bit like gods. We're like little gods. And you're listening to a mini-sode on this podcast, which we are trapped in, as we said before, according to an idiot. Uh, what are we talking about on this mini-sode, Mo? So we're going to be talking about past life regressions. <laughs> so we've been storing this content for quite a long time for past lives. And it's kind of been in that weird uh, liminal space of like we've had it prepared, but also we've never like had the space or capacity to fully talk about it in the way that we wanted to. Right. Uh, and the last time that we tried, we realized that we took pretty much the exact same notes on it. Mm-hmm. So we don't really have the content for a full-length episode like we thought that we were going to. So we decided to do this weird Frankenstein version of a mini-sode where we both chime in, and it's not one of us dictating the full story. Exactly. So instead, we will be talking over each other and confusing you. Right, and probably resulting to fisticuffs and a mud match of cheek. <laughs> of cheek what? <laughs> cheek smacking. I was going to say like ass smacking, like ass wrestling. <laughs> ass wrestling. What the fuck is that? Okay, so um, let's talk about past lives and past life regression. Mosif, what is past life regression? Yeah, so past life regression is the idea that you are able to recollect past lives that you've had. In your current form, your current consciousness, you're able to remember scenarios and things that have happened to you before because your soul is like reincarnated, essentially. And you're able to tap into this knowledge 
that you have held on to before because your soul remembers it. But every time you're reincarnated, you forget everything that happened to you before. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to use hypnosis to recover these memories from your past lives or past like incarnations mm-hmm. of yourself. So medical practitioners call these types of memories confabulations yeah. or a memory error of fabrication or like distorted memories about yourself or the world. I feel like it's no surprise that the medical and scientific community is like, this is absolutely bogus. And <laughs> yeah, the first line in my notes is past life regression is a widely discredited form of hypnosis to recover alleged memories of a person's quote unquote past life. Yeah, I feel like it's important to add that little nugget to begin with, um, because I'm going to be kind of talking about it like it's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like I need that little star caveat of like, most people are like, no, there's just like a lot of psychology behind like your brain creating these false memories. Yes. Because we have imagination as human beings that sometimes we like to tap into. And if you're being directed in these sort of like hypnosis sessions your brain is going to fill in those gaps and kind of create something because you're being guided to create them. Yes. Basically. So what happens is subjects are put under hypnosis by someone who is ideally trained for it. And they ask the subject questions and they answer uh, while hypnotized to reveal events of the past. So these recollections are like indistinguishable from their own memories. Mm-hmm. So they they see it as like their present self living out these things. And when they come out of it, they can recognize that that didn't happen to them. And so it must have happened to one of their past live versions of themselves. Right. So there's been like a lot of studies done on these kind of things, right? Like at the the turn of the century when like, all of that like mysticism and things like that was like very popular and UFOs and aliens and all of that kind of thing. So we even talked about, what is it called? When you had that person who could like find like craters and things on the moon and Mars. Oh yeah. It's like, it's kind of a, uh, not astral projection. That is astral projection. Okay. Yeah. So like project Stargate, it's like that same kind of rule of thought where people were claiming these kind of like grand fantastical predictions and like fortune telling for a really long time. And like technology kind of finally got to a point where we would be able to test a lot of it or at least like compare to like past historical notes. So a lot of research that was done were putting these people under the hypnosis, asking them the questions, let the people do their thing. And then afterwards comparing what their recollections were to like actual history to see like how accurate it was and what they found were a slew of historical inaccuracies that didn't make any sense and it very much was like you know from like movies and like tv like how those depictions were of history that are you know obviously false if you know like the actual history and if you like do your research but to these people you know, like that was their version of what the past looked like. Mm -hmm. And so that's the version that they saw when they were under hypnosis. Right. So under like the hypnosis, they were thought to use bridging techniques from current life problems to bring past life stories into awareness, the current person. What does that mean? Just what you said before, like the, what is the bridging technique? 
So bridging technique is like using like unresolved issues from your past lives may be the cause of like someone's issues now. Okay. So they're analyzing these like stories and events that happened in the past life and maybe like some traumatizing things and how that could connect their soul, like their person now and contribute to like different psychological mental illness type scenarios and like the present person. Yeah. You mean just modern medicine? Right. These are all real things. (laughs) So there was a study done from Carleton University in Canada. There were patients undergoing hypnosis and they told them afterwards, you are now in a different life, living in another life that you have lived before in another time. You are now reliving that other life that you lived once before in a different time. Which is such a convoluted, fucking confusing way to say that. <laughs> and I don't understand why they decided like, yeah, to say like, it I'm like confused. that. I came here for a flu shot. What's going on here? Um, yeah, I think that that's, uh, that's like an example of... Um, so the, the, were they doing that while they were under hypnosis? Yeah, so like while they're undergoing hypnosis, they told them like wh- after they were under yeah. all of this, right? So then they started asking them questions like, what name can I call you by? I want you to look down and tell me what you are wearing. Describe everything you are wearing in detail. Where are you? You know, things like that. And they found that they were able to recollect things like that in their past lives. Yeah. In as little as 15 minutes. Wow. But soul memories, which is past the point of death, takes upwards of 45 minutes of trance. So while past lives are studied or have been studied in like uh, in a pseudoscience sense or past life regression that is uh the the concept of past lives have been has been around for very long and showed mm-hmm. up in many uh, you know religions across time so many faiths include past life concepts in their belief systems like reincarnation namely eastern religions like hinduism buddhism jainism and sikhism reincarnation like, you know, rebirth or transmigration is a belief that the non-physical part of a living thing, its soul, leaves the body after biological death and inhabits a new body, like an infant or a newborn animal, and restarts life anew. The religions mentioned previously, like Hinduism, are complex and deep religions built upon centuries of teachings and compromised of numerous sects. That was a lot of fucking words I that you just really said. I just really fast. So the religions I mentioned before, like Hinduism, are pretty complex and like deep religions that are built upon centuries of teachings, and they're comprised of numerous S-E-C-T-S, sex, mm-hmm. not sex, like P-P-V-G-V-G-P-P. Right, like um, the... Not, Yeah, that's just a religious sext. Sext is. Can you imagine, like, if you were being reincarnated, right? You died, your soul was being recycled into another being, and then all you heard was. That's the sound of you being created through sex. Right. That Seinfeld like bass. Yeah, so a religious sect is just like a like a weird like branch off of a religion. So it's like just various schools of thought. Kind of like a denomination. Um, And not all practitioners of these religions necessarily subscribe to reincarnation, instead believing in an afterlife. So either you go to heaven or you are reincarnated as a grasshopper or a baby. Right. Or a baby grasshopper. 
in Hindu, I know that they kind of like described like their soul as being burdened with impressions of previous lives and like karma. Yeah. And kind of came up with the reverse birthing process of past life regression. Um, and this was like used in yoga. It was called Prati Prasav, where you could like go back and relive parts of your past life to lighten yourself. Whoa. Basically. It's like a quick save. Yeah. Which go is back interesting. and access a quick save file and redo something. But yeah. The last thing that we want to do is generalize or misinterpret something as big as this. Because this is like, these are like sweeping, multifaceted aspects of these religions. It's not yeah. just like, I am all of a sudden a grasshopper. I keep on using grasshoppers. I am all of a sudden, <laughs> I don't know why. I am all of a sudden a, a, an ox. That's new. I'm an ox. I used to be a lawyer. And I died and I became an ox. What the heck? I got to go to the next bullet point. Even Plato. <laughs> I'm like, even, I don't even know where you're going. Even <laughs> Plato, and I'm not talking about the toy, I'm talking about the friggin' philosopher. Even Plato put stock in the concept of the of an immortal soul recycling itself through multiple incarnations. And that was way back in the fourth century. So this has always been around. As long as we've had as long as we've been around, we've and, and have seen death and birth, we've considered the idea that maybe we were something else before. So different religions view reincarnation in different ways. You'll often hear that karma, like you just said, dictates the state or quality of your next incarnation. That's like Hindus believe that's the mm -hmm. thing. Some traditions believe that a human can be reincarnated as anything from another human life, an animal, an insect, or even a vegetable. Wow. Isn't that really? crazy? Yeah. Ooh. Um, in Jain practices, rebirth occurs due to residual karma acquired throughout any and all lifetimes you've had. Good or bad karma attached to the soul can shape the next body. For example, an abundance of negative karma leads to a reincarnation into a creature of low spirituality and muted senses. So if you're a human and you're a bad, bad person, you're, you could be a vegetable. You know, you could be an insect. Somebody who's not going to really get to experience life to the utmost degree. And you're going to be more like you're uh, more uh, a creature of baser instincts. Can yeah. you imagine, though, like with that idea, right? Because we have some like pretty nasty people on Earth. So if those yes. are like, they barely scraped by enough karma to get like the human incarnation. Can you imagine how fucking nasty mm, the yeah. people were that are vegetables then? That's how true. How nasty they were before. Yeah. Also like vegetarians. We're really doing the Lord's work. You're eating Hitler. You Fuck probably, yeah, I You've am. probably eaten Hitler. Probably. And Stalin. And Stalin. Excuse me, I burped. He's probably like cursed to be a carrot for like at least a couple hundred years. Yeah. Like you don't get to be a human for a long time after yeah. the shit you did. Hitler was a vegetarian too, which is interesting. Wow. It's like he knew. That's how he grew his evil power. He feasted only on those who were bad and Oh my God, lives. totally. No, absolutely. I, I like that idea. That's why every vegan is bad. I have always said that I've said like every time I meet a vegan i'm always like you know you're eating hitler you're bad you're a bad man you're a stinky bad man stinky bad man uh, or woman or just you're i think all people if you're bad you're a stinky bad man mm -hmm. stinky bad man eating vegetables so the concept of nonviolence and jainism or i think it's called ahimsa ahimsa um that's the non-violent concept extends to refusal to harm or kill any life form Jains are unique in that they are largely against killing insects because even insects are reincarnated souls on their own cosmic pilgrimage towards spiritual awakening. 
So it's not that you're cursed to be an insect. You have to kind of restart. You have to try harder. Right. Um, You have to endure this thing before you can ascend the ladder. According to their karmic theory, every soul has reincarnated as an animal, plant, or microorganism an immeasurable number of times before reaching the human incarnation. And time is an endless flowing loop with no beginning or end. So a cockroach in a truck stop bathroom could very easily be you or a loved one in their past rebirth. Wow, interesting. Yeah, so a vegetable you're eating could have been you. Like, you know, time does not, is not linear like we see it. And a popular Jane motto is, all life is interrelated and it is the duty of souls to assist each other. Wow, I like that. That's nice. In Jainism, I think is how you said it, they deal with seven truths mm-hmm. that deal with the soul and its attachment to karma. Right. So the fourth truth, um, I'm not going to say the names because I would butcher them, (laughs) (laughs) tells us that karma can stick to your soul. So it follows you, you know, kind of like as you're saying, and kind of dictates what you'll be reincarnated as uh, later on, depending on like how much karma you accumulate. And the seventh truth says that in order to be free from the cycle of rebirth and death, uh, you have to separate karma from the soul. And to find what karma is attached to your soul, you partake in something called Jatiya Samaran, mm-hmm. which is remembering past lives. Yeah, that is like that reverse birthing kind of process. Right. That's what we're talking about today, kids. One thing I thought was kind of interesting, <laughs> sticking with like religion and mythology for a second, is forgetfulness and how that relates to this. So in Chinese mythology, the goddess Meng Po, who resides in the realm of the dead, is tasked with preparing souls that are ready to be reincarnated by wiping their memories. Meng Po serves old souls with an herbal drink known as the Waters of Oblivion, or the Tea of Forgetfulness. Hmm. The tea induces permanent amnesia of all past life experiences. Chinese folklore includes legends of miracle births in which babies are born with souls that somehow avoided drinking Meng Po's tea, and as a result, the infants are born with the ability to speak, or more commonly, Uh, They have their past life memories resurface in early childhood. Hmm. That's kind of like a cool thought. It was like my mind instantly goes to like, oh, someone died and they had something like very important that they needed to get out and say, but they weren't able to do it before they died. And so they refused this tea so that it could be reborn and spread this like message that they needed to. Yeah. Yeah. And, And also most, from what I found, most stories, most popular stories of past life, whatever, regression involve... Small children. Some of the most chilling ones. Mm-hmm. Um, like I read one about a boy. Did you, did you hear about the one with the boy that thought he was a pilot? I don't think so. So there's a boy. I'm paraphrasing all of this. And so I, um, I'll try to leave like a link in the, in the description about the actual like sources of these stories. But there was one of a, a small boy who his parents were like reading him a story or playing a toy with him and playing with toys. And there was a plane, like an old World War II plane. And he pointed to the plane and he called it some slang for what the fighter pilots used to call them. And he gave them actual correct technical names to these parts wow. of the plane. And then he starts talking about how he had a sister and had wake up from nightmares talking about falling from the sky on fire. Wow. Yeah. And they were able to, I think, able to trace back to like his name and find his sister. And the story matched with the experience of a, a young man who had died in World War II after being shot down in aerial combat. Mm-hmm. So this happens a lot. And there's also an influx, I noticed, uh, of stories of small children in nations where the predominant religion believes in reincarnation, like in India and stuff like that. Um, a lot of them claim to remember 
past lives. Yeah. The University of Virginia actually has this Department of Perceptual Studies. Okay. And so this has like, I think its own little subdivision of teaching, which deals in more like fringe topics, including like past life theory. Mm -hmm. And so this is actually found on, on the University of Virginia's medical webpage or whatever. I just copied it from the website. It's called Advice to Parents of Children Who Are Spontaneously Recalling Past Life Memories. Wow. Um, yeah. So this is from the Division of Perceptual Studies. This is just a list of bullet points from that page. They can occur in families with a belief in reincarnations or in families where the idea of reincarnation had never been considered before the child began making the statements. These statements do not by themselves indicate mental illness. We do not recommend that children undergo past life regression hypnosis. We recommend that parents be open to what their children are reporting, respectfully listen, and parents should acknowledge and value what their children have told them while making clear that the past life is truly in the past. Avoid asking a lot of pointed questions, for this could be upsetting to the child and could lead the child to make up answers to the questions. Ask general open-ended questions such as, do you remember anything else? We encourage parents to write down any statements about a past life that their children make, and this is particularly important in cases where the children give enough information so that identifying a deceased individual that they are describing might be possible. Most importantly, the parents should remind themselves that even though their child might be describing the memory of a painful death, this is likely just a product of a growing imagination, and that the child is perfectly safe now. Also, ensure the child that no matter what they believe happened in their past life, they are now safe. The vast majority of these children stop talking about previous lives by the time they are five to seven years old. In most cases, as children get older, they do not even remember that they ever talked about a past life. That's direct from their website. That's so interesting that they have like a whole section for that. It does sort of fall under like psychological health of a child. Right. I mean, it really does. If it's and causing like, them trauma. It makes sense that they would want to have guidelines to like navigating that. I don't know. I feel like it's probably a more common thing than we really give it credit for. I would I would assume that most of the time it's just like they said, the possibility of just like a growing imagination. Right. You know, and like as a kid, you pick up so much and it's all new and colorful and different. And like your brain sort of is very moldable. And so you take something... You could have seen on TV or heard somebody reference and then you start thinking that you are this thing or whatever. Like, because right. a child's brain's really weird. You know what I mean? I guess it makes sense, like, how it would have, like, such a prevalence in our culture now because there was such a rise of spiritualism with, like, seances and other methods of contacting departed spirits, you know, in, like, the 19th century and kind of having that in, like, the household and kind of having that freely talked about. It's kind of like more of an accepted idea than I think it would have been a long time ago. It's true. There's been like a lot of books that have come out um, and more of the modern last like kind of hundred years or so talking about this kind of thing. There's this guy named Alan Kardec who wrote five sets of books to explain the lessons of incarnations. There was hypnosis is said to have been developed by A.R. Aza Roy Martin, who published Researches in Reincarnation and Beyond in 1942. And in 1952, uh, Brittany Murphy, it was a case who involved a housewife, Virginia, who was under hypnosis and recounted memories of an Irish woman named Brittany Murphy. Okay. So there's like all these big stories. A lot of people are like loving spiritualism and it's kind of like gaining traction and money and everything, right? So people are like wanting to talk about it more and kind of perpetuate that. So it makes sense to me that... 
it still kind of would have like a lot of prevalence now. Yeah. It's also at a time when there's more of a, a focus on the self. You were becoming, we're becoming a more secular uh, society. And so there's this idea of like, who am I? I have to be something special, this, that, and the other. You know, spirituality is, is more malleable now. Literature is more woo-woo and more uh, metaphysical and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that following that chronologically, a, a significant book in more of an academic sense was this book called 20 Cases Suggestive of Reincarnation. It came out in 1966 and was written by psychiatrist Ian Stevenson. In this book, Stevenson details 20 cases in which he personally investigated young children who reportedly began spontaneously recalling past life information. Stevenson's approach followed a conventional pattern. Step one, a small child around two to four years old began talking to parents or siblings about past life memories. Step two, the child becomes obsessed with reconnecting with things, places, and people from these memories, often demanding their current family let them return to their former family or community. And then Step three, if the child's claims are consistent and persistent for several years, the parents typically pursue some form of verification. Sometimes, if possible, the child's family seek out individuals directly matching the child's memories and descriptions. In cases where the child's past and present families agreed to meet, the child would meet with their suspected past life families who would typically ask the child if they could recognize people, objects, or locations from their supposed formal life. Hmm. So Stevenson controlled his investigations by collecting reported cases and choosing the most viable claims to investigate. Stevenson then carefully questioned the child and their family, located the family of the believed deceased person the child claimed to be, verified that no communication had previously taken place between the two families, and prevented any further info from being passed between them. Lastly, Stevenson would collect info about the deceased from their family, as well as additional private details that even their family were likely unaware of. Hmm. Then... He would test to see whether or not the child could verify all collected information. Stevenson's work has received almost equal positive and negative receptions from academia and critics. Uh, Many of the cases involved children from places like Sri Lanka and India, where reincarnation is a popular belief, also which can easily influence them to think that they're reincarnated. Also, certain indigenous peoples of North America whose spiritual beliefs included reincarnation. Even extra suggestive, the child would have been more likely to have been exposed to the concept earlier. Stevenson is the one who actually founded the Division of Perceptual Studies at the University of Virginia. I also, while researching this, I found this interesting clip from this old segment on uh, 2020. It was this coverage of people undergoing hypnosis to confront and treat irrational fears and phobias because they were led to believe or they believed naturally that phobias come from past life trauma. So if you're afraid of germs, maybe you live through a, like the Spanish flu. Right. To encapsulate all of this, the opposite view of this, the, the contrarian opinion, is that vulnerable people are put under the care and guidance of unqualified people. Yeah. These children, these people that are mentally distressed, whether it's phobias or a child that's just scared and whatever, they are their parents take them to a doctor who believes in this stuff. Right. You know, that is the, as much as we want to believe magic exists, there is the very, very likely possibility that it is just impressionable people, whether they're children or otherwise, either manifesting this on their own or being really suggestive and being shaped. Yeah, because I think we've talked about it before, but there is this like whole psychology of crypto, cryptomnesia. Yeah. Which is like you have these narratives created 
by like subconscious or like by outside people using like an imagination or like forgotten information or suggestions from a therapist where you create these false memories Mm -hmm. from like all these outside forces that you believe to be fact. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting. And I actually did a a past life regression hypnosis. Mm -hmm. Did I tell you that? Yeah, there's that video that went around, right? The people yeah, yeah, were... yeah. I think I sent it to you. Yeah. Um, I think you did it like a long time ago or I something. I did it. Okay. I did it while I may or may not have been under the influence of illicit substances. <laughs> and so when I did it, because the whole thing is like you listen to this guy sort of uh, guided, it's like guided meditation. Yeah. And he sort of asks you these questions and you I try like, to go I like took pretty there. detailed notes of like what the oh, entire you? thing is like. Yeah. Okay. So... I'll like go into exactly like how it was yeah. too. All I got was that I did see flashes and images of like me being like a Mongolian soldier, but I'm pretty sure I was just imagining, I was taking my information from Mulan. <laughs> That's honestly my 100% belief. <laughs> I love that. So Yeah, I also, like I had some images as well. I'm pretty sure I wrote them down. Okay, so first of all, The video that I watched was by a guy named Brian Weiss. It's W-E-I-S-S. I I just found it on like YouTube. And it's a 30-minute directed hypnosis. So he stated that like about 50% of people will have an experience with this type of guided hypnosis, which I thought was interesting. He like did polls at the end with the audience that kind of ended up being about accurate when he did it. Mm -hmm. So... How he kind of got you into this hypnosis trance, whatever you want to call it, is it had like this very mellow music, kind of monotone and just relaxing, I guess. And he would say things like, you're going deeper and deeper. This is very healthy and safe. And just things like that over and over. This is very good for you. This is very relaxing. This is very healthy for you. You're going deeper. This is safe. You're going deeper. And like over and over and over. And I remember like I was like legitimately really, really trying to do this. And I was just getting so fucking annoyed by this guy. (laughs) I'm like, this is this sounds not safe because you're telling me that it's safe and I don't trust you. Yeah. I remember that being like very clear. And he did one of the things I fucking hate the most when people are doing things like this. Um, he was like counting down from like 10 to one or like five to one, mm-hmm. um, you know, like five, four, yes. three, two, one, whatever. But he always talked through it. So it was like hard to actually visualize anything and it made annoying. Yeah. And so I vaguely remember like, this cause I used the same video when I was doing yeah, it. Yeah. He'd be like five, everything's dark, right? On five, you're going to visualize this. On four, you're going to visualize this, whatever, whatever. And I was yeah. like, okay, cool. I got Just it. Let like, me do it, please. I'm going to do yeah. it. Yeah. And he would go, five, everything's dark. Four, everything. That-. I'm like, can you yeah. just fucking like shut up so I can actually visualize <laughs> All this? All I'm seeing is darkness. Right. And like you keep interrupting my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's probably trying to be suggestive. Like he's try- trying 100%. to like yeah, yeah, cast yeah. with a wide net. Well, I might as well try to get as many people as possible. Yeah. I've, that was so annoying. Because like I actually would be like visualizing things and then like his voice would pop up and I'm like for fuck's sake like can you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you ruined it go away four um, you're holding a copy of Mulan on VHS <laughs> five you're putting that into a VHS player <laughs> six you are you are a Mongol warrior right Ugh. Um, so then he like went into like oh think of a childhood memory 
right? And he would say things like, you remember everything. And like, he would count down to like, remember more. Like, as I count down, remember more and more things. Like, you remember everything about this. Um, why is this important? Why is this important? Yeah, and then he'd be like, okay, now go, go farther. Think of you being in the uterus. Okay, now recollect your own birth. You know, like, you remember this. You yeah. remember every detail about this, right? And he'd be like, you see a door that opens to light. And this part really fucking annoyed me. This part infuriated me more than I think anything else. Because he'd be like, okay, so you see a door that opens to light and you're going to go beyond the door. All right. So you watched your birth. You see a door. You're opening the door. Behind the door is... I'm like, you already fucking told me all of this. You already told me what it is. Why am I going backwards? I already visualized it the first time you told me. And now I'm going back and I can't visualize it the second time. You suck. You suck. You suck, Brian. He's an old man too, so. Yeah, and I like I had to pause. That helps you hate him more. Right? (laughs) I had to like pause my own vision so that he could like catch up to where I was. And then like by then I was bored and I lost my patience. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And like by then I was lost. Like go away. Right. (laughs) And he would say things like, who are you? What did you see? And so what I saw obviously, you know, was fairly conscious this whole time because I was just (laughs) fucking annoyed by this guy the whole time. I feel like maybe if I didn't hate him so much, um, I might actually have an actual experience, but who knows? Yeah. So what I remembered was drinking tea. Okay. Out of like a teacup. Meng Po. Right. Wow. I was drinking tea. And then like the most important thing that I remembered was someone getting run over. (laughs) No, fuck. (laughs) By like an old, old timey like bus. Yeah. My... My feeling was that I was in Asia somewhere, like somewhere in the Middle East, whatever. But at that point, I was also watching Orphan Black. And there's like some scene in there where someone gets run over. Well. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there might be some type of uh, correlation there. Perhaps. It's interesting that we both went Asian with it. And I think it's because we think of reincarnation and old things as being like Eastern. Yeah. Eastern practices. I think so. Probably. Yeah. Or I was really a, a, a Mongolian warrior, which is very possible because, as you know, like I sort of naturally inhibit warrior uh, characteristics. I'm very strong. I'm very tall and muscular. Um, I am fearless. And also I'm Mongolian. Anyways, I'm losing my <laughs> fucking mind. Fuck you, Brian. Fuck you, Brian. I'll open this door. What is it behind it? My foot kicking your ass. <laughs> so you're so fucking annoying so and you disrupted my regression yes. uh, maybe that was brian getting run over by a bus maybe i don't know so <laughs> if you decide to do this i would be re- very interested be very very interested if someone else decided to do this if you have a good experience yeah. um because we have like a, a few thousand people who listen to like every episode now so let's say 10 percent of you decide to do this if it's a 50 percent accuracy we should get a lot of feedback from quite a few people on this, if this worked or not. And then we'll know if it's legit. Write in to us at according to an idiot at gmail.com. Tell us your experience. Tell us what you think about Brian. We'll leave the link to the video in the description of this episode. Right. I acknowledge I'm a very judgy person occasionally. So like maybe I was too hard on him. Maybe you'll have a great experience. All the power to you. Yeah. I would love that for you. I would love that for both of us. Yes. For the science of it. Yes, of course. I just feel uncomfortable when an old man puts me in a uterus without my consent. When you interrupt my visions, we got a problem. Yeah, come on. Brian. Brian. God damn it. (laughs) We were just hating on Brian right now. Right. Forgot his last name. 
All right. Well, I think that just about wraps up this little this little taste, dipping our toes in the uh, waters of oblivion. Yeah. We we'll talk about this uh, past life regression and past lives and reincarnation. Boy, what a crazy mind bender, huh? I'm also just happy to have all this information off my plate because I feel like (laughs) I reserve all this information in my brain deep, dark in the deep, dark, deep, deep, dark in the crevices until I can talk about it on the podcast. So I feel like I have a bit of a relief now. Right. Because as soon as we do these episodes, I'm sure you're the same way. I just dump all this information from my brain. I remember none of it. Yeah, I remember none of it. And so like sometimes I'll go back and listen to our old episodes and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's or, kind of bizarre. Or, or it's the complete opposite where I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. I had no idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, it's me presenting this information. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I'll have, you know, people will email or like some of my friends will listen. They're like, oh my God, that was really crazy. Like, what was that thing that you said? I'm like, listen. I don't remember anything you're talking about. It's a about. fever dream. Yep. Don't ask me, don't ask me anything. I don't I know. I scribbled all that into lined paper at four in the morning. <laughs> and then I recited it into a microphone. Right. <laughs> I think that's the best way to describe our podcast. My best note-taking mood is when I'm like paranoid and sleepy and I think I'm tapping into some arcane knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Like you find that one, that one website Ugh. and then you spiral. Yep. And you start foaming at the mouth and start barking at the moon. Hell yeah. <laughs> well. Thank you guys for listening to that. Just as a fun little reminder, we do have a Patreon now, and this was one of the options on our poll as a future episode idea. So if the thought of voting on future topics uh, tickles that little brain of yours, maybe makes your heart a flutter. They don't have little brains, they got big brains. Big brains. Feel free to become a member of our Patreon. One of our tiers allows you to vote on future topics or give suggestions for things that you want to hear about. We also have ad-free episodes and early access episodes, if that's something that tickles your fancy as well. And as always, you can find us on social media, on our Facebook or Instagram at According to an Idiot or our Twitter at Idiots Accord. If you want to stay up to date on when new episodes come out, you can also send us an email at According to an Idiot at gmail.com. If you end up doing this past life regression on your own or you just have different feedback, advice, you want to say hi, any of that fun stuff, feel free to shoot us an email. If you really, really like us a whole lot, you could leave us a review on iTunes Mm -hmm. and we will read it on our full length episodes and also helps other people find the podcast and lets people know that it's like a kind of quality production. A little bit. Yeah. Hey, people talk good about it. Yeah. It's like, hey, most people seem like this and must be all right. Must be okay. And also like once in a while, there's a guy who's like, you guys fucking suck. (laughs) I hate you. Right, Jim from Ohio. I still remember. I think of Jim from Ohio often, and yeah. and I don't know why. That's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. Fuck so, you, Jim from Ohio. Fuck you, Jim from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a legacy like Jim from Ohio, leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> oh, cool. I think right. that leaves it. I mean, it leaves it well. Uh, thank you for listening, and I will see you in time. I love you. <laughs>